Hello and welcome to Selah, Time to Pause. Thank you for joining us for our week of remembrance, where we remember the sacrifices made by those serving in our armed forces, both past and present, where we pay tribute to the special contribution of the families and of the emergency services, and where we acknowledge innocent civilians who have lost their lives in conflict and in acts of terror. I'm Donald and I'll be taking you through this week. As an Army Cadet Force Chaplain and an officer in the Salvation Army at SAIL Corps, today it's my pleasure to welcome Major David Alton. I will stop and breathe in your presence, just breathe, just breathe. As well as being one of the leaders of the Boscombe Corps of the Salvation Army in Bournemouth on the south coast of England, I'm also chaplain to the local Sea Cadet Unit and district chaplain for Wessex. A couple of weeks ago, in my capacity as a chaplain, I destroyed a ship. Now, before you begin to worry about a diplomatic incident or criminal charges, let me explain. My destructive endeavours were undertaken in my role as chaplain to the HMS Phoebe Association, a group of former sailors and others associated with the various ships that have borne the name Phoebe. I was a guest at the HMS Phoebe Association's Trafalgar Night Dinner, an occasion when the Royal Navy and others remembered the famous Battle of Trafalgar and the victory of Admiral Lord Nelson. Alongside the toasts to Nelson and the Royal Navy, we destroyed two chocolate Spanish galleons. Wielding our dessert spoons, the captain of the Sea Cadets and myself obliterated the chocolate creations. And it was a very enjoyable evening. And it was good to remember Trafalgar and Nelson. But however good the evening was, it was only a prelude to the main reason for the association gathering in Bournemouth. On the following Sunday morning, members of the association came together with civic leaders and sea cadets for a special commemoration service. A service of remembrance, as we recalled, 80 years from that very date when HMS Phoebe had been torpedoed with the loss of 50 lives. We gathered young and old to remember. There's an odd thing, as you get older... Memory changes. I can't remember what I had for lunch a couple of days ago, but I can remember incidents from 30 or 40 years ago. Memory is complex, but it is also key, not only to the lives of individuals and families, but to the lives of societies and nations. In every religion and society, there's a cultural instruction to remember. There's an emphasis on remembrance. In the Old Testament, there's a powerful reminder concerning remembrance. In Deuteronomy 6, Moses instructs the children of Israel not to forget God, not to forget God as they take possession of the promised land. And he issues this wonderful instruction to them that has formed the basis of a Jewish prayer that is used today. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be upon your hearts. 
Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. And Moses goes on to explain that in the future, when your kids ask you why, you explain that once we were slaves, but now we're free. In remembering, we never forget who we are and how we got where we are, where we come from. God had delivered the Israelites from slavery and brought them to the promised land. And that was worth remembering. It was a story to be told and retold to generations. It was a story to tell your kids as you sat down, as you walked along the road. In Christianity, we also have a great salvation story to share. The good news of Jesus who died and rose again, that we might have a relationship with God, a purposeful life and an eternal future. It's a story that we love to tell, that we need to tell, not only to generations of our family and friends, but to society as a whole. In terms of faith, our recollection informs our being, our knowing and our doing. Who we are, what we believe, and think, and how we live our lives. Remembering and sharing stories are key to our communal and personal lives. In societal terms, we recall the past that it might help us understand the present and inform the future. And I guess that's what we were doing as we gathered in Bournemouth Gardens around the memorial stone for HMS Phoebe. Young and old remembered But we didn't just remember an event, we remembered individuals. We read out the names of people who had had dreams, who received and gave love, who gave their lives for the freedoms that we enjoy. But it doesn't stop there. In the Judeo-Christian tradition, remembrance has an added emphasis. It has an imperative. When the Shema, the Jewish prayer, starts, it starts with the first word, hear. The sense of the word points to our hearing and continuing to hear, to our remembering and keeping on remembering. But hearing and remembering doesn't end there either. It's not a static recollection. It calls us to action. Hear, remember and act. It's an ongoing call to action, to live in the light of what we hear and remember. Remembrance informs our lives. It leads to commitment, to practical outworking, to shared engagement, thus ensuring that the sacrifice of others is not simply remembered, but built upon, honoured. It informs who we are and what we do. It carries on as a legacy. May that be the case for all of us today. In terms of our remembering the sacrifice of men and women from the past. In terms of remembering the sacrifice that God has made for our salvation through Jesus Christ, may remembrance inform who we are, how we live and what we do. At our service in Bournemouth, we sang unaccompanied the great words of the hymn Eternal Father Strong to Save, known by many as for those in peril on the sea. I'd invite you to listen to that hymn just now and to share some thoughts, some recollections, 
as we hear. My role as a sea cadet chaplain has taught me many, many things. But what it has taught me is the need for us to pray for young people in our society. To pray for those agencies and organisations, those groups that seek to encourage young people. To give them opportunities for adventure and service, for fellowship and being together in a common cause. I would invite you to, to pray for those youth organisations that you can think of, that you have association with. But right now in our prayers, I want to use a traditional prayer of the Royal Navy that was used at the HMS Phoebe Association Remembrance Service. I hope it resonates for you as we pray for those who go down to the sea in ships. Almighty and everlasting God, creator and upholder of all, who has in every age inspired your servants with courage and skill. We give you thanks for the example of those who have gone before us, for the seafarers of our nation, for all who in ships great and small have braved the perils of the deep, for all who have given their lives for their country, for ourselves, grant, O Lord, that we may be conscious of your loving, ruling hand. May we be found watchful at our posts. Make us ever mindful of the needs of others, sharing our joys and bearing their burdens in the work which you have given us to do. And keep us always in your love and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs> 